Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Hey, welcome to Money and Me, the show all about your money. I'm Michelle Martin. There's still so many questions that I hear from people wondering what the announcement in the budget on Friday means for them with their retirement planning. On Friday, we heard that the CPF special account no longer exists for individuals turning 55 from next year. So question is, does this really impact your retirement planning? Well, What it takes away is that strategy that some have used that allows them to keep their funds in the SA, the account that pays 4%, and then withdraw their funds on demand from age 55. That's a strategy that can no longer exist. So the questions that we want to cover today is with this policy change, what are your options now if you have shielded? Now you no longer can moving forward. What are your options if you are planning to use this as a retirement strategy? Trinting Weber is CEO and CIO of Singapore's first bionic financial advisor. Doesn't that sound exciting? So our good friends from Money Owl joining us live. Trinting, thank you for being here. Hi, glad to be here, Michelle. Good to speak with you. All right, before we jump into the meat and uh, bones of the discussion today... Who, in your opinion, does the doing away with the SA, or special account, CPF special account, really impact? Thanks, Michelle. That's a great question because really this change has no incremental impact or very incremental impact on the majority of Singaporeans. It really only impacts people who have a lot of CPF account balance and cash. Yeah. So it's, it, to me, it really has been a bit of being overblown you know, by... Uh, minority who uh, probably is in the more affluent space and not what public policy should be addressing or helping. Can we talk about the CPF rich? So basically, um, you know, without judgment of, you know, only if you're CPF rich and this really affects you, there are three levels, right, when it comes to what we call retirement sums that factor into our CPF life payouts. I wonder if you can take us through those three. There is a basic retirement sum, the full retirement sum, and now the new enhanced retirement sum, right? Right. Okay, so the basic retirement sum and the full and enhanced retirement sum are meaningful relative to the annuity payment called CPF Life payout that you will get as a result of it. Yeah. So let's talk about the full retirement sum because that's really the anchor for a lot of policies, Thank including you. whether or not you are going to be able to withdraw. You know, and when I mentioned that, actually doesn't affect many people is because most people do not have so much money to be above full retirement sum. And you could only withdraw from your accounts after age 85 if you have met the full retirement sum. Yeah. So the full retirement sum represents what you would need size to the second quintile of the retiree population mm-hmm. to live a basic life, let's just put it this way, right? So to be able to cover basic expenses that are both about having shelter and also having, you know, your daily expenses like food and transport and all that met. So let's say in 2024, or let's say 2025, because this is where the policy changes, the full retirement sum is $213,000. Now, if you have that at 55 years old, then it will grow in your retirement account combined 
your, uh, it is formed from the combination of SA and OA. And then when you turn 65 years old, every month you will get a payout of $1,730 in annuity payment for as long as you live. Yeah. So that's the concept. Okay. Yeah. So the more you have, the more annuity payment you'll get. Yeah, yeah, and so, they range from you know anything from nine hundred dollars to about three thousand, four thousand now with the enhanced retirement sum. That's that's basically the ceiling that you can keep in your RA account that's been raised. That's right. That's the enhanced retirement sum. But we're focused on this uh, full retirement sum, which is sort of the the ceiling of funds that you need to have in your RA that come from your SA and your OA combined at age 55 and only if you have anything above that then you can start thinking about options is that is that right that's correct because or let me put it this way the retirement account is formed on the day you turn 55 years old yeah yeah so what happens is that the cpf board will pull your sa savings mm-hmm. and then pull your oa savings into your retirement account okay by default up to Full retirement sum. Up to full retirement sum. And these sums change every year to keep up with inflation or they, they don't? The benchmark of what is a full retirement sum? They do. They go up by 3.5% per year. Right. Yeah. In keeping with inflation. All right. So let's address the questions uh, for the two groups that we most want to serve this morning. First up, for people who have been shielding and thinking, hey, now what? You know, I used to have everything in the SA. And it was paying me this glorious 4%. There is no place on in Singapore that have quite like it. They used to pay me 4% and I could withdraw my funds on demand. What should I do now? What can they do now with their funds above the full retirement sum that we've been talking about? Okay, so assuming that's above the full retirement sum, then with the closure of the SA next year, it will go into the OA, ordinary account, and therefore earn 2.5%. Okay, so you got it in an account that pays you 2.5%. And after age 55, can you withdraw it at will? Yes, because you have already met the full retirement sum. Okay, met full retirement sum. It's in 2.5% OA account. You can withdraw at will. You can take the whole, all of it out should you feel like it. Yes, so you have three options. One is to take it out. And this can be whatever amount that you want to take out. One is to leave it in the OA to earn 2.5% of the space and or to use it to make OA investments. The advantage of that is that when you liquidate, it goes back and earns that 2.5% OA. Mm. Or you can top up your retirement account to get a higher annuity. Okay. Let's talk about the pros and the cons of leaving this excess of your full retirement sum in the OA or the RA. What are the pros or the cons of each? Okay. So for the OA, it's basically liquid, right? So firstly, you can take it out, but you can't put it back. (laughs) It's not a bank account. You can't deposit. That's a very good point. CPF is not meant to be a bank account. So for the OA portion, you can take it out, but you can't put it back unless you do what they call a voluntary housing refund, basically refund what you have put in, in you used to pay your mortgage, but that's, that's a separate thing, right? So you can do that, or you can invest your OA, your OA into the CPF ISOA approved investments. So these include stocks, uh, a couple of ETFs on the SGX, and unit trusts. 
yeah. But I mean, the difficulty with all these investments is that, of course, there's a risk. And I think we all know that people don't actually make money or make a lot of money in their OA investments, uh, historically speaking. Oh, is that so? Okay, yeah. That's a whole other show we must do one day. How successful it is. So you can invest from your CPF OA account through the CPFIS scheme, or you can withdraw it all and then decide to invest it elsewhere. That's right. Uh, You can also put it into T-bills through your OA, right? So that's been quite popular. The latest uh, yield is uh, 3.66%. Right, so it's above 2.5, but 2.5 is not the correct threshold eh? because you might lose up to two months of interest because of these uh, operational issues. So the break-even is more like 3.34%. Yeah. Uh, you can also put it into a fixed deposit. Uh, the I think like OCBC has a 3.1% and all that. So now we are in an interest rate environment whereby it is above 3%, in fact, quite close to 4 yeah, but of course, maybe one day it might fall down below two point five again, and, and in which case, if you don't, um, if you invest it through the OA, you have at least the option of falling back on at least a two point five percent guarantee. That's interest. a great point. That is mm-hmm. a great point. Okay, but your what you can invest with if you just left it in the OA is limited to the schemes that are approved by the CPF. Right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So pros and cons there. Are there any cons for leaving in the RA? <laughs> okay, let's talk about pros and cons first of uh, leaving your funds right. in the RA. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, the RA and CPS system in general is really not meant to be a bank account. It's not meant to be a high-interest bank account. CPF, especially the RA, SA, is a pension scheme. It's, it's an annuity, right? So, you should think about CPF as providing annuitization facility through the retirement account. Mm-mm. And this mm. is the best annuity that you can have in Singapore. Is it? Wow. Okay. It is, it is the best. It's okay. the private annuity uh, payments out there. So instead of thinking it as, you know, like this is a fixed deposit or, or something and therefore government owes me this high interest, which is how you think of when you go to a bank, this is more that you get the opportunity to buy the best annuity plan there is okay. for your retirement. Right. So yeah. think of the CPF Life as a, the best annuity plan in sense. Yeah, it's an insurance product in that sense, right? So if you think about it as an insurance product, uh, the closest out there are actually some of these retirement income plans to my insurers that are very popular. And if there was in the plan at the time when money I was selling insurance, right, that has these features these payouts for this kind of accumulation periods that you will, you will pay, you know, what, what was talking about, 3000 plus a month if you put in uh, 400000 right? That would have sold like cakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you, if you think about it, you have to think about it differently, right? An annuity. And when you assess an annuity, it's different from when you assess accumulation investments. What's the return? What's the uh, IRR and all that? Because the, the purpose of annuity is there to give you a retirement income mm-hmm. for life. Okay? So that is really the advantage of topping up your RA is to make use of the annuitization facility to give you what is most important in retirement planning and a pension plan, which is the retirement income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a safe retirement income floor in 
CPF life payout. Yeah. And this has increased the possibility of about $3,000 plus uh, if you have enhanced retirement sum. So I, I would recommend that as a first stop for retirement planning, that everyone has that base level of energy. Right? And no matter how affluent you are, I think having $3,000 plus in a good energy for life, a good in thing. case you live very long, is actually a very good, uh, very good thing to do. Okay, what happens after you die? I mean, for the people who have money above the full retirement sum, they like the payouts. What happens after you die to your capital? You mean for the retirement account? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, this is, there's a confusion, right? That if you die, then actually all your capital is, is lost, right? So, this is not the case. It's really not the case. So, what happens is that when you form the retirement account, remember I said you get to buy that something, right? You buy the best annuity plan. So your retirement account is like a premium payment, right? So it, it goes into a fund and is put together with other people's retirement account balances, their premiums, right? And then there is an interest that is earned on that. Yeah. Then you draw down, this is a drawdown through your payout. Now, if you die, the unused portion of the premium goes to your beneficiaries under CPF nomination scheme. Yeah. Hmm. What you give up to fund the retirement for the entire pool of retirees in Singapore is the interest on the retirement account. Yeah. So it's, it's not like any, anyone's taking away your, your money or what it looks. So or it goes to a giant pool and disappears. No, actually, yeah. whatever's left, um, minus the interest, will go to your beneficiaries. Okay, good. Very clear. That's right. Yeah. Super clear. Chunting Weber is CEO and CIO of Singapore's first bionic financial advisor, Money Owl. They're helping us understand what the changes to the CPF special account mean for two different groups. People who have shielded and are wondering, what can I do now? And people who are thinking of shielding and wondering, what can I do now, basically? <laughs> Let's go on for people who've been thinking about using their CPF. They want to top their SA to the max. Does the enhanced retirement sum mean that more can benefit from topping up their SA from these SA rates? Yeah. So for people below 55, uh, actually nothing changes as far as the SA closure is concerned because the SA is still operating until you're 55 years old, right? So you're still in accumulation phase. For the purpose of retirement planning, you should accumulate as much as possible through a combination of uh, SA and also your private investments if, if, you have, if you have already reached your maximum SA in order to get that uh, retirement account as to be as high as possible so that you can get as high an energy as possible. Yeah. So ERS increase has actually increased the capacity for you to get that safe retirement, the higher level of safe retirement income. Yeah. So so yes, definitely if you continue doing what you have been doing, uh, the SA limit, top up limit has not increased. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So you can yeah. only top up what is that limit again? Is that full retirement sum? That's right. The prevailing full retirement sum, which increases 3.5% every year. Okay, that's an important point. Thanks for clarifying that. That has not changed. What has changed yes. is that you can have more money in your retirement account that can go towards higher CPF life payouts for you. That's right, yeah. Okay. So, so you can do that through a combination of 
it's highly unlikely that anyone would would have SA alone. That is up to the enhanced retirement sum. Mm, yeah. Right. So it's half a what happens is that you can top it up with with cash and all that. Okay. Yeah. Um, a real question here. Can you buy just about any asset that you want if you have SA funds over FRS that have moved to the OA? We answered this a little bit earlier, but for people who've just joined us and just listening in, uh, we are discussing your options now or what you should be thinking through if you're thinking about retirement planning with your CPF. So you have SA funds over your full retirement sum. They've moved to the OA. You can then withdraw them and buy any asset class you want. Is that right, Trinting? Yes, of course, it's your cash. Okay, no restrictions there. All right, so what are the benefits and the risks? This is now for the group of people that we want to address and people who haven't been shielding and think, oh, that's it. I don't have this account that after 55 will still be compounding at 4%. How can I start to make my money work harder for myself? Uh, What are the benefits and risks of putting your SA funds to work through investments? The these are people who have not yet reached fifty five years old. Yeah. So, uh, nothing changes for people under fifty five, and as far as SA investments are concerned, uh, we have always said, don't do it. Well, what changes yeah. for people who are not yet fifty five is that they no longer have the SA account uh, to look forward to after they turn fifty five, where they can still have sums compounding at four percent, right? Yes, correct, but that doesn't kick in until you're 55. Mm. So up to the point when you're 55, you can still continue to compound mm. your SA at 4%. Mm-hmm. And you should just max it out all the way until you are able, uh, you turn 55. Then this thing kicks in. Then you think about what to do. Yeah. Well, people are already actually thinking about like, how can I make my money work harder for me in the SA? And what, what is your take on um, using your SA, putting your SA funds to work through investments before the age of 55? Yeah, so generally speaking, we don't advise that because firstly, you know, talking about 4% and the first, uh, you know, there's this extra interest on the first 60,000 of combined balances, right? Yeah. So that's really like risk-free, you're taking government risk. And the incremental amount that you might make from investing on SA, if it's positive at all, is very low. The number, the instruments that are allowed for SA investments is also much lower. Yeah, so you you basically have a couple of bond funds and and, and all that, right? So, uh, and it, it, it's not true that there's no risk, lah. You, you know, the last few few years with, with interest rates increasing, bond funds have also uh, gone down in kind of price. Yeah, so to just leave your SA there, as far as for in the accumulation period. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, can you help us understand, because the community, the CPF community has been a buzz, wondering, okay, if they have sums above the FRS and then it goes to their RA account, can you clear up the confusion that they absolutely have no liquidity beyond the monthly payouts? Can you still access uh, a portion of your RA? Yes, so uh, there are two times or rather through two points of time after which you can withdraw from your retirement account. Okay, first is at the age of 55. Mm. You can withdraw $5,000 or anything above your full retirement sum. 
Yep. So, uh, once again, you know, it, these things only matter for for you if you have a vertebrae time in some. Yeah. Now, if you at, you don't do that, then at 65, you can still redraw 20% of your RA minus that 5,000 if you have redrawn it okay. previously. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to replay and replay this over and over again so I get acquainted with uh, the rules and the regulations. It is quite a lot to you know think through. But can you give us an overview, Chinting? You're the expert. You help people, CEOs, plan their finances. Uh, you're a CEO yourself and CIO of Money Owl. With these changes, how should we be thinking about planning for our retirement best? The average Singaporean. Yeah, so... Indeed, people who have been thinking about shielding and all that, uh, you know, have been people who are more affluent, are very savvy. For the average Singaporean, nothing much changes because all of that in the SA will have gone into that retirement account anyway. Yeah. So I, I think that we need to think about retirement planning in, in terms of what's the objective, right? Yeah. The objective is not to get the maximum return as if you are an accumulator. The objective is really to be able to access reliable income mm. that hedges against your longevity risk. Yeah, And so, so that's why you use the most reliable instruments. And you use that instrument is an entity, which is provided by the government in our case right, as that base. So make full use of it. Mm. I think that there's a lot of buzz in the community among probably people with some agendas to, col- to, to collect business, you know, uh, that overstates the policy risk of this action. Right? Okay, we, so mm-hmm. the, the, what has the government actually done or not done? The government has not taken away from the average Singaporean because this has not been, been something that they could use anyway. Okay, can, right, I, the, can I just get a question in from the listeners we've got quite a few questions and you know i think this is useful to have this sort of discussions with experts like yourself who can clarify any confusion someone's asking interest on the ra does that stop when your monthly payments start no i mean it just goes into the pool right yeah so you have to think about it not like your bank account right you have to think about it that you have paid a premium into a pool Mm. like in this and then it there's interest on the pool and then there'll be payouts then there'll be some people who die and then there'll be new entrants and all that yeah it's an annuity I think a lot more info has to go out on what CPF life is you know yes that's right Yeah. yeah All right, I think it's. I think we've covered a lot of ground. Thank you so much, Yuen Ting, CT, uh, she's CEO and CIO of Money Owl. Which do you have any final words on this topic that you really want to share with our listeners? Uh, um, I think let's look beyond the sort of peripheral things. What is most important with CPF is that it is for your retirement. Right. Right. It is ultimately about retirement and a meaningful retirement. Is one in which you can have a reliable stream of income, right? And not uh, to be carried away by you know trying to maximize the return on this or that. What we really want is reliable income and sufficient income. So I would say really look at the facility of uh, CPF Life as really government providing that product for you. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, just just focus on that. 
and try not to like you know maximize all your returns because those come with risks and consequences as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you for the great insights into the ins and outs of the CPF account. Trenting Weber is CEO and CIO of Money Owl, Singapore's first bionic financial advisor. Appreciate it, CT. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Michelle. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.